0: Hello! (laughs) Welcome to We Have Issues, episode 21. I'm Anthony. Wow. I'm Stevie. Wow. Every week, <laughs> every week stevie wildcard and i get together to uh one inch death punch all of our issues in the face and do our best to bring something comic booky into the world um most recently it's been a semi-autobiographical time travel graphic novel musical um i'm getting a little better at saying that every time i think
1: <laughs> you are it's it's getting pretty great and i always try to listen to see what's the new like karate move that you're using to like
0: <laughs> break through <laughs> it was I, I it was funny because i was thinking about that and i wasn't sure if anyone realized that i started doing that because i was like i need something i need to you know switch it up every once in a while but anyway so yeah we're we're, we're kicking we're kicking our problems in the face is the problem you know is this <laughs> um speaking of how did you do this week did you do okay i did good i got one page done in fine
1: pencils right here and i tested negative for COVID 19 so we're good we're good buddy
0: that sounds fantastic um <laughs> I'm happy for you. I was, <laughs> I wasn't worried until you told me that all of that was happening just before we recorded, and I was like, "Oh no! Oh, that's great! Okay, that was a roller coaster. I feel better and worse and what?" <laughs> so
1: it's the only test I've ever failed, and I'm thankful that I failed it. So. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, it's true. It's oh man. So you had a scare,
1: huh? You had just a slight scare. I, I it was someone that I was in contact with, and I wasn't close to them, but I just wanted to be careful because I have been having bad out. I don't- I don't know if you've noticed how horrible the allergies have been this week, but uh, I've had really bad, like, throat allergies. I have also.
0: I've been, my breathing yeah. has been bad, like, the last couple of yeah. days, too. So, so then they we... noticed me, like, laboring for breaths. Like, that's mm-hmm. what it's been. You know, this morning I woke up and I had my allergy situation that I always contend with. But, um, yeah, otherwise it's, I've been, I've had those, like, breathing issues, too, so.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, my whole voice, my voice is, like, a whole octave lower than it normally is. So, like, I was, like, going, you're a mean one. <laughs> like, to continue, because I can, like, get, like, really low for no reason. Tyler. Yeah, so I, I'm negative though, and I, I kind of figured it was because I wasn't feeling worse, yeah. but I also was worried that maybe I was just asymptomatic or something. So oh. I wanted to get tested to make sure I wasn't spreading, you know,
0: being <laughs> being a jerk. Oh, I did not get much writing done this week. Um I I like I touched on what I was like what I had previously worked on and just like tried to update it a little bit. Didn't really get much done. I was thinking about the podcast and like what we're gonna do next. And <laughs> Well, well, well Stephen, I guess we, we had a good run. That's this is the end of our podcast.
2: <laughs>
0: a rip, I guess. A rip, Stevie Wildcard, and Anthony forever. Sorry you guys aren't going to get through.
2: Hello, I'm DJ Death. I'm the rappiest, rhymiest, grim rapper you'll ever see. <laughs> I'm Deathy Wildside. I mean, card.
3: Wildcard. Wild I'm Deathy Wildcard. Slash Mick. Slash Mick from Slipknot. That's
2: who I am. And we are here to lead you on a journey to the future in which Anthony and Stevie T will do something. Okay, I don't know what they want from us, Steven. What do you think? <laughs> I have no idea what to do right now. So okay. Mick from Slipknot is just really demanding. Anthony and Steven, are you going to destroy your futures or, I mean, mostly continue what you've been doing and do okay? You know...
3: You know do do uh, what you're. What, this damn hood. <laughs> <laughs> These things. are I nice mean, and talk
2: at the same time, Mister Death. It's it's very impractical. The whole <laughs> I was. I was saying earlier that I was. I've only been Death for a couple of days, and it's not for me. <laughs> it's not for me. I'm already thinking about quitting the job. Is the thing. <laughs> I was a bus driver in my previous life. Might do it again. <laughs> Okay,
0: I think what they want to do, I, what they, I think what they want from us is to explain what we're gonna possibly be working on next. So, well, you know, we got we plenty, have, we got plenty of those ideas. I think. Yeah, we have a bunch of ideas. I don't know if we can impress them. Let's see. Shall we rock their minds out of their brain sockets? Til, till the break of dawn. Yes, yes we should. <laughs> what else do you have,
2: Stevie? Stevie T slash Stevie Wildcard. Give it to us. Nice and hard. Scavengers, scavengers, scavengers,
1: scavengers. <laughs> so, here you me, the story starts, wastelands, okay? You're imagining wastelands, disheveled city rubble in the background. You have three gentlemen all looking in varying, various stages of decomposition, okay? They're all carrying this cart that is filled with like weaponry, be it guns, crossbow, ammunition, all like TNT. They have like this this huge cart of weaponry that the uh, the center guy Crow is Crow is is carrying. They're they're bantering back and forth, and they enter the woods. Okay, so these three these three characters they they, they all they all look. Uh, imposing let's say that they're they definitely look like they're powerhouses they, they look scary but they, they don't they don't give you that villain vibe okay as they get through the woods they're assaulted by this giant beast so you're introduced to this this world that's obviously post-apocalyptic and is obviously filled with heroes and villains that have some sort of virus or some sort of contagion going on that's causing them to look the way they look so enter scavengers Three main characters. You have Vulture, Crow, and Coyote, right? I believe we're the three. Vulture you have is a, is balding, sores all over the face, covers his face because he actually is missing his bottom jaw. Um, he has a scope and like a crossbow, right? That he has on his arm that kind of acts as like an anchor slash tether. You've seen the, the pages right here where he uses it as the, kind of like an anchor to hold on, the, the, the arm hand. But anyway, so these three characters are like, pseudo like bounty hunters like they kind of go from town to town like kind of solving the creature of the week problem for these different villages and these different like little sects of society that have survived whatever contagion caused them to look the way they look and basically the form of payment that they take from these towns is essentially eating the villains they're taking out from these, these villages. So the, the 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 monsters that have consumed more flesh and have caused them to transform into greater horror creatures, they're hunting, pulling them aside, being these heroes and then tearing into these freaking monsters and eating the flesh to sustain the virus that's spreading in them. So the majority of the series is going to be following these three characters through their various stages of or the, their progression through surviving this virus balancing like that 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 act of like humanity monster the monster within
0: and trying to basically find and save what's left of this fallen world well, i think that was good i think that was i think that was well and en- that was good enough it was done well enough to justify us not being killed by these these two clowns <laughs> um, i don't know what they're gonna say
2: oh scavenge eh? scavengers sounds kind of Lame. Just kidding. Is <laughs> good. I like it, Anthony. You've been doing quite the good job on playing again. But what else do you have in store for us? Come what may. Okay. If you imagine, <laughs> you know what, Steven? I'm trying to pitch here. No, kidding. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm freaking out. Okay. Freaking out. Freaking <laughs> out.
0: <laughs> so. So come what may, if, if you imagine, it's not quite the apocalypse from Scavengers. It's, it, it's just basically the active apocalypse that's happening. The world is still at large, the, pretty much intact. It's not rubble and ash everywhere. However, society as a whole... Is no more everything that we knew everything that we love and hated or you know our jobs are gone our way of life in general is just destroyed and our who we are as people has changed um we are all basically forced to create these small little enclaves um and just to survive and struggle and hope for just another day alive, you know, above the ground. There is no real life. There's no enjoyment. There's nothing to hold on to. So what happens is a small group of these people decide to take it upon themselves to fight back against the foes that are just insurmountable. The thing that they know that they have no chance at beating, they're going to go after and see if they can at least bring a little positivity into their world that has been completely destroyed. <clears throat> so this is a world that was created by superpowered creatures where all of the all of the people in the world who have superpowers are villains, basically. So the only people in this world who have any sort of abilities beyond you and me are awful, monstrous people who shouldn't have the power in the first place. There is no way that these people... Uh, these survivors have any chance against these monsters and they know that, but what they're going to do anyway is go after them and try to defeat them or at least one of them. Each of these, each of the survivors has a story of their own about how their life was very recently affected by these creatures. Um, And it's all very personal to them. They each have a thing that they want to avenge in some way, uh, be it their entire life or just one family member or just the way that they were surviving and living or thriving otherwise. Um, But now in a world that's soon going to turn to rubble, they're, they're going to try to take one last stand against these beasts and these monsters and try to take it back or at the very least draw some blood because that's probably all that they can get. Um, and they know this, but they're going to do it anyway. Um, so it's it's going to be it's a fun story in which we get to follow the st- the the backstories of a of a fun group of people who all are very different and will have different opinions about or different theories about what possibly created. All of the monsters, they don't really know, and some of them get really close. We know, and we might explore that a little bit to to say exactly what they are, where they where they came from. But it's going to be a lot of fun to have the the various characters talk about where they think the monsters came from and what they are and why they exist in the first place. Um, so the comic book would just follow this group of people as they travel from to the different enclaves hopefully avenging the deaths of their loved ones and making a new life for themselves wherever they can. So that would be come what may. And as far as come
1: what may stands, in my opinion, we have a lot of cool um villain concepts. Uh the whole squad is already flushed out completely.
0: Yes um, I think I think the thing about come what may is like it does have <laughs> we have these we have these really interesting character concepts, especially for the villains that are all they're all super villains that I've never seen before, you know, mm-hmm. and they're all characters that I would love to explore. Um, And also just the the heroes I would love to continue to explore like Jeffrey mm-hmm. alone, like having one of our main characters be completely deaf and also one of the coolest characters I've ever written is mm-hmm. like, just, it's, it's so tempting to just, I want to make that comic, you know, mm-hmm, for sure. Um, so good. I, I even like down, like, even like the powers that maybe like exist.
1: Cause like, I think of like frequency, like sound manipulation does exist in some form, but like not in the way that frequency you, that's the thing that since these guys, these villains are like, um, basically serial murderers or like all have these psychosis issues or psychotic issues mm-hmm. they like use these powers in like the darkest like cuz yeah iceman's crazy powerful but imagine if like iceman was also a serial killer before he became iceman like how would those powers manifest and how would he utilize that gift mm-hmm. versus how bobby drake utilizes that gift you know it's it's just i feel like the villains are like really creepy really scary we we even had like that one cool idea with uh with the cannibal Uh Um, like with his manipulation and like how writing a whole issue through like a a dream state, basically, like I don't know. There's, there's definitely the villains are there. The
0: character, the heroes are flushed out. So the heroes are fleshed out. The villains are there. I really like. Do you remember Tremor? We yeah, the blind guy. The blind blind guy. There was a there was a blind man who would basically um lure people through his supposed vulnerability and then just completely just uh, annihilate them. And in his heroic or his villain form. Um, he had a, a, like an instinctive transformation that would happen when he felt vibrations similar to tremors, you know, like it was, you know, vibratory based. So, um, when there was someone around, he would have a territorial response and his body would become a monster and go after them.
1: And it was like this weird, like a mole beast. Um, but it almost had like a, it opened its face open, like, like a flower on it was Mm -hmm. a creepy looking dude we had come up with. Yeah, that was really cool. And then there's the creature who turned into like the various horror movie type things and mm-hmm. yeah there was there's was some cool concepts in that. So yeah, the come what may, we actually the perk to the if that one wins is we have a entire issue done that we could probably just fix a few panels and yeah, just I would probably, probably I would probably redo like pages 1 and 2 because I feel like 1 2 and 3 actually where he's at the nurse's desk if yeah. they felt pretty weak. Like the bathroom stall scene felt kind of weak too. Um but yeah most of that issue the drawings still hold up to like my art today right um so we could probably like utilize a lot of that first issue we would it would just be cleaning it up basically coloring it and and then yeah maybe
0: getting two more issues done to pitch an entire arc yeah i mean scavengers we have a lot done as well but yeah but but that one but come what may we do have literally an entire issue of it done and you know so it's pretty exciting and I'm pretty, I, I think that it would be a fun process to revisit that. But I also think that we'd, we'd be able to improve it a lot, you know, like a, with what we know now, you know, the kind of art that we've been doing lately, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'd be excited to revisit that. I, you know, So if that wins, it would probably be the fastest turnaround we're going to have, right?
1: For sure. Yeah, we'd be able to put out the first issue within a month or two, I think. Yeah.
0: honestly, oh, yeah. if I'm honest. Come what may.
3: Hm. I like it. I think it has enough ghouls and monsters in it to keep me entertained.
2: (laughs) Steve A.T., you talk a big game about masks, but can you peach to the people? Let us hear it. Masks. Ah, It's even best idea. (laughs) All right. Bum, 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 bum. so this isn't <laughs> this isn't <laughs> Sorry.
1: This, this isn't necessarily post-apocalyptic i don't want to like feel like we're hitting this drum over and over again it's basically a different world so go ahead and imagine like an, an entire different planet or at least a different continent um the story is going to begin basically following three tribes so early on we learn there were formerly five tribes but there's three left okay Two entire tribes have been wiped out and large torches at the cusp of where their land that was formerly theirs are extinguished. At the base of each torch is a sort of totemic sigil engraved, which is representative of their heritage, beliefs, and and identity. The three tribes that remain each possess unique gifts that are exclusive to their fellow clan members. The Invoco tribe are our protagonists. They are nearly extinct with only three, a fourth discovered later in the story, remaining. They are led by Virala, like her fellow clan members, possesses the gift of summoning. Her particular gift is to summon any weaponry she can imagine. Daggers, swords, spears, chains, you name it. If she can imagine it, it, it's hers to wield. Her second in command is Daneka, and it's her sister by blood. So it's like her, like, they're actually like family members. They were were sisters in the tribe. Daneka has like the gift of, uh, sorry, I put the phone down because I feel like I'm more organic without it. So Daneka has the gift of conjuring or summoning elements. So like, whether it be like a storm, fire, earth, like, I mean, she, she's like your typical like shaman, like representative of that. So like pulling earth from the ground, she's really powerful. Like it's, it, she looks frail, she looks like small, but she's like insanely powerful. And then the third member of their little clique, his name is Gorothoka. And he's like this, you know, huge brute, like powerful man, like just ginormous dude. Um they and everyone else in this story all wear masks, and each tribe or clan basically kind of has like this, like a mask persona. Um, the Invoco tribe, they're like kind of shamanistic, kind of like tribal. So they all hand-carved wooden masks, they're all representative of their personalities. Um they all look different. The another clan in this story, I call them the Wrathfilled. I don't really have like a title for them, but they're basically like, like a clan of barbarians. They live in like the wastelands to the to the east. What, what's up? <laughs>
0: just, like Hanna Barbera, like Hanna Barbarian, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hanna Barbarians. It's just <laughs> like a mini mall. But anyways, so the, the, they're like these like they're your typical um, loincloth wearing like brutes that just are just masters of physical combat. Um, they have a pretty unique structure and a unique gift. So like like every other clan in this story, they each possess like a unique capability. Their clan it's like this they have like a single power that's basically the less of them the more powerful they are so that's so cool yeah which yeah the fewer there are like once they get towards one or two members they become insanely powerful so that 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 of course encourages really brutal tactics to kind of hone down who your warriors are in your tribe so the their children at 6 12 and 18 are forced into hand-to-hand combat so like basically you start this program at six years old and you fight another six year old and you kill that six year old, whoever survives, survives. And you, you, you take that skull. And then you repeat this process again when you're 12. And again, when you're 18, which garnishes them three skulls on their belt to kind of symbolize that they're a warrior that have survived all their trials Mm -hmm. and all the weak have basically been called and the strong have lived. So they're like, they're warriors that have earned it. So when, when they turn 18, they're the young buck of the family and at the age of 18, they must challenge, they challenge their father too. And, and their final skull is their father's skull, which they wear on their face. So all of their masks are their own father's skulls. I love that. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty, cool. yeah. It's pretty, cool. yeah, it's pretty like, cool. I love
0: that. Like that whole tribe story can just be a book in the, itself. Like, I love that.
1: Yeah. They're great. pretty cool. And then, yeah, I'm excited for them. And then like, I, I came up with the idea with their chieftain is basically this dude that has the skull on his face. He has the belt. Yeah. But then he also has like these shoulder pads of skulls, and each skull on his shoulder pads are basically all of his sons who have tried to overthrow him, and he's right. just continued to conquer in, in combat because he's just the best at what he does. Um, there a plot point could come into play later. like I said, their gift as there's less of them, they get stronger. So, the la- when there's one of them left, they basically become immune to, to harm. They're like think like the Incredible Hulk on like crack, like that's that's the wrath filled clan, the third <laughs> clan of the mask universe. I've, I've named Medis and I can't remember why I know it was Latin for something. I think it was Latin for like century or guardian or something like that. And basically they're like the favored clan. They're like, they are thousands in numbers. There's so many of them. They have like cities and like hubs of town. They, they control a majority of this country that, that all these like tribes live in. And uh, they actually, like I was explaining the torches -hmm. The the five clans that existed. So it was almost like a circular zone, and they each had like a like a pie chart quadrant of land. And this this clan, Medice, has like conquered their quadrant, conquered the bottom two quadrants, and have taken over the center. And they just basically sap resources from everybody. They have a giant like metropolitan area in the center. And their gift, their 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 tribal gift, is like guardian magic. So they're like sentries. They're like powerful warriors that can summon like barriers shield magics they uh they have like a like a like an army of like valkyrie like which are like these like soldiers that summon angelic wings they can shoot like arrows they're they're just an insanely like powerful brigade and they're they're the main villains essentially because of like their 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 abilities so those are the three clans so where i'm with that idea i have like a what we've discussed there's various things of what the oh yeah sorry the Medice clan they're they all have masks as well their masks though since they since they have such like an advanced society of people they they have basically developed a class system so they have poor they have middle class they have wealthy so the wealthier like the royalty they all wear precious metal like their masks are precious metals very clean uh-huh. you know precious gems jewels like like that and then like you know, as you go down, like maybe silver, you know, uh, iron, and then like the poor, obviously whatever, whatever scraps they can muster to, to like, everyone just is like chosen, like, you know, they, they're just latched onto this mask identity. No don't want to show their face in this world, you know? Um, so from there, we're basically following the three main characters, which I introduced from clan and Voco, And basically their clan struggle to survive what's left of what they have. So, um, I, what I had written for the, first issue which i had shared with you was basically them assaulting one of clan medices' like outer like structure so clan medis very similar to the roman empire have, has like a Colosseum not too far from their metropolitan area and they would basically gather like creatures and like other clans like tribes in and, and make them fight for entertainment so you're basically introduced to danica and gorothoka in the arena they're versing some huge monster and they look helpless they look like they're going to die and virala, virala is like in the belly of the city doing something. She's planning, like, these, like, summon bombs, basically. Uh-huh. What she and that's how you're introduced to the three of them. You think <clears throat> you think the two in the arena are, like, going to die any second. But then, the, you know, the chains weren't even really holding them back. And then they, you get introduced to those three. And they just overtake that entire arena, assassinate the prince of Medis, basically. And throw this whole story into motion. Like That's cool. Yeah. yeah but, but that final, like, it's, like, forcing the war finally, like, to finally happen. So... They murder the you know the king's son and all hell breaks loose from there you, then you have them dealing with the wrathfield I mean because it's basically Medes versus those two but of course the the Rathfield aren't necessarily allies of plan of Vo- invoco either they're, they're just they're just conquerors so they're gonna kill whoever they find So that's basically where we're at when we land in that universe um where we go from there I don't know I, I do feel like it's one of those ideas or concepts that can have a lot of, a lot of buildup, a lot like a very yeah. slow buildup. Like we can write issue after issue and just really like write characters. I, I want, I would want each clan to have people you relate to and people you yeah, care for. for like sure.
0: you. I, I think that like you know, like I said when you were talking about the what the filled who the ones who are the the right the ones with the skulls who yeah those are the wrath filled yeah. right okay that's what i thought so yeah when you were talking about the wrath filled like my first the first thing that came to my mind was it's basically it feels like um the spartans from 300 but like mm-hmm. but even cooler but like you know with power you know yeah. it's like it's like spartans from 300 combined with like jet lee's the one you know basically like, like they If you marry those two awesome ideas, like, I mean, whatever, like, um, execution aside on either side, like whatever you think about 300 or the one, the ideas in general are really cool. Like this, the, the power of that group and like they're, you know, they're all of their, their ideals, like the, the ideology as a whole and how strong they were is and what they were up against, you know, otherwise, mm-hmm. like how they were able to, you know, use the phalanx and go against the whole world. And then Jet Li on that side with the one, like that whole concept of like the power growing immensely, like, you know, exponentially as you destroy, you know, deplete the resources around you, like as you destroy your, you know, your your brothers, you become stronger. That's really- yeah interesting you know and like I think in, in like the marriage of those ideas in w- what you did with the Rathfield can be a, its own series and in and of itself like we could I think each of the tribes could easily have like a three to five issue run of just, like, their story leading up to the the mm-hmm. war, basically, and then they can combine, you know? I mean, it could all be one, you know, it could be masks, and, like, land, you know, wrath-filled, and then it's just, like, mm-hmm. four issues of them, then it's the you know, four issues of Medeus, and then, you know... But and yeah, I because th-
1: there's just so much you can slowly build on
0: each one, and and I think I think you kind of need those slow builds in order to actually identify and like and, and care about all of the characters and not feel that any of them are becoming one-dimensional. Because i like, mm-hmm. I do think that like the wrath build it, in the in the wrong hands could just be a bunch of brutes who like no one really cares about. But that's such a cool idea mm-hmm, and, like, for the sure. Fact, the fact that they have to face their own children and that their you know their children come up against the father and they're it's it's pretty intense if you think about it, you know? And And like,
1: and like the father is going to fight and the son is going to fight with all their might because the, the bettering of the clan is who survives. Like it's, it's almost like not even an insult. It's just, it's their way of life basically. And Yeah. yeah. And like that chieftain, he can be written in the, in the most barbaric sense, but it just, as truthful as that barbarian is like his his ideology may seem foreign to us but it it's his religion you know like he 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 knows who he is you know
0: yeah yeah dude for sure i think i think it's a great
2: idea um what do you think they think you might be right that was pretty fantastic steve and steve i mean i'm impressed i don't even think you have to say another one that was real good and stuff i mean anthony just quit just give up Decent, decent. I think Masks has this in the bag, but what else do you have that could possibly
0: stand the test? The last the last one is deathless. deathless.
3: Are you trying to write a comic without me? Without me?
0: So if you imagine a forever ago, right? Like just early people forever ago. Um a small group of of people come together and they're working they're working as a cult. Because they want to evoke a power. A power that's going to make each of them just immortal. A power that's going to give them abilities beyond the imagination. They want to rule the world, or at the very least, be the most powerful people in the world, like so many others that we're all familiar with. Um, so while they're doing this, a couple among their ranks have have doubts. have second, like They second-guess it. They realize that it's too dangerous. No one should ever have that kind of power. And they... They summon. They 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 basically go forth with this ritual that calls upon a guardian um, to stop the to stop the power from coming that these other people are trying to summon. So this cult is trying to summon this power, this otherworldly thing into them, basically like a, a demonic en- entity that's going to just be inside of them and give them immortality. A few of the uh, two of the cult members. Branch off, and they summon a guardian, a golem, like a, a gargoyle, and they they look to to a, a nearby statue, and they they invoke this power from 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 another realm, a similar play, a similar power to the you know to the great power that they're trying to get within themselves, but not quite as strong. So they get this golem, they create they they create a guardian. It'll it awakens, it opens its eyes, and they give it its mission. It, its sole mission is to stop the power. So. It immediately just brings the entire place down and crumbles, just destroys these people as they're you know as they bring this power about. So, and as as all of the cultists are destroyed, the golem just crumbles, like the monster for the statue itself just you know whittles into nothing. Um, so years pass, and as the years pass, other people stumble upon the the same ritual, um, and and a small and a small faction is created, right? And the small faction starts to build statues of the golem of the the gargoyle, hoping, you know, as as an a, as a reminder, just to say that this is our protector. We'll never let that power come into Earth again. Um, but for for centuries, every so often, a group of people will come together and they will summon this creature. They will, they will try to get the power within themselves. And when they do, that guardian golem is awakened once again. And it, it, it enters whatever body is nearby that has been created for it as a vessel. And its only mission is to take out that power. So every time this power is summoned into our world, the golem is, is awakened again. Flash forward. So where our story actually begins is modern day. We're in a dorm, and it's a group of just silly metalhead stoner people. <laughs> you know, just like basically like us when we were teens. Mixed the camp, with- the campfire scene yes. of Lost Boys. <laughs> exactly. It's the campfire scene of Lost Boys. It's just a bunch of kids just being stupid. Like not none of them want ultimate power. They don't care to rule the world. They are literally just messing around on the internet, looking up, like going down rabbit holes that we are all familiar with these days, you know? Um, so a couple of them stumble upon this, this, you know, ritual, and they think it would be funny to, to do it, you know? So they get all this stuff together and, they, you know, they start having this party and they're playing music and they're drinking and doing all this stuff. And they, they start performing this ritual. And as they do it, they summon that great power. They summon that immort- like immortality within them, and four of them all become these large beasts and just can't control what's happening to them, and all just break through, you know, break out of the place, and they leave. The next morning, there's one person left in the dorm, and he wakes up, and as he wakes, he hears a voice in his head. and the voice is the voice of that golem because the golem was accidentally transported into the body of this man because there was no statue being erected because there is no statue around so since there is no statue around or anything for for this um, person to use or for this entity to use as a vessel it accidentally was transported or you know by chance was transported into the nearest by sleeping object which happens to be one of their roommates in this you know, larger dorm. Um, and it's a man named Douglas. And so <laughs> it's just a normal dude named Douglas who suddenly has a voice in his head telling him that he has to go and stop this power. Um, the voice has no power over him. You can't, the voice can't control him. It can't make his body do anything. It's just simply in his head. And it's telling him to take his life. It's saying, please take your life so I can have a worthy vessel. You're basically ruining everything I do, pal. (laughs) Like, just, just move on. So, 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 so this entity basically. So, the, so the, the golem starts telling him. It starts telling him all of the memories that it has saying like, I have done this. I have, I have been the only thing standing in the way of this entity. I've saved your world more times than you can count. I've been there for the invention of fire and for the invention of the computer. Like I have been here like through the centuries. I have seen everything, but I've never once been in such a useless body as yours, you know, Um, Douglas just thinks he's going crazy. So Douglas tries to go about his life. Like, Douglas... Tries to go about his life as if nothing's happening. He's just trying to ignore it, can't ignore it. The The thing in his head is constantly making fun of everything he does, basically thinking he's weak, thinking that, like, you know, he's a coward for not, like, flirting with the girl that he wants or, you know, doing all this stuff because the entity in his head has this old world idea of the only thing that matters is, you know, its one purpose. It's singularly minded. It thinks that everything outside of that strength is weakness and it has no life outside of its only goal. So it's constantly telling him that he's purposeless and and everything he's doing is a waste of his life um so what happens is douglas goes to sleep and when he goes to sleep the golem takes over his body And, (laughs) and not only can he control his body but it transforms into this lumbering hulk monster who goes and chases after these other people so it goes and chases after the power and has to take down these four monsters who are now roaming through the city trying you know growing in power so it's so the story would end up being um douglas and the entity coming to terms with one another and learning how to you know work together and also learn from one another about what purpose is versus what you know what it is to be alive in in the first place um so over time, Douglas would learn to use the Entity's uh, energy within it. So he could use some of it. Um, and the Entity, likewise, would learn how to actually grow into a form or, you know, f- fitting of his, you know, purpose. So it would be a lot of fun. They'd both be working. Eventually, they'd also both be working toward destroying the the ultimate power his friends. They, yeah they, <laughs> they'd have to stop his his friends because it would it's the only thing that can set the golem free from him and he knows that you know so it's either he's going to live forever with this thing in his his body who just like drags him around and runs through the streets or he has to actually work with it to stop the evil power and then you know finally be free and live his life the way he wants so
1: that sounds awesome
0: no it'd be that's fun I think it'd be a lot of fun is the thing. Like I think it'd be a lot of fun and you can also talk – we can, you know, talk about meaning, you know, like giving meaning to your life and trying to do something and feeling like you're kind of wasting your life and doing something about that when you feel that way, you know. really
1: you're only wasting your life through the lens of some dude from – 2000 years ago <laughs> yeah yeah
0: <laughs> but but i think it'd be a lot of fun um and i just i love the idea of having this like old world entity stuck in his head and then also controlling his body and become and that way you can draw a lot of fun monsters a lot of fun transformation stuff um the four the four bad guys would each be a different form of a beast you know so yeah yeah yeah. So you like, would ha- you would
1: have your typical like you'd have like a powerhouse, a fast, uh, you
0: know. I I got you. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. But I think it would be a lot of fun, and it honestly, I don't think it would be a very long book. I'm thinking it would just be like probably like five, six issues, and we could tell that whole story, you know. So I think it would be really good.
1: I like the idea a lot. Let's see what they think.
2: Oh, ah. Uh, I mean, it seems like you guys had it figured out along. Um. Hey. Uh. deathy wild wild death wild card wild side i think it was deathy wild side what are you doing after this you want to get together maybe have some beers Uh, drink a couple
3: spirits what i think we should do is possibly start um like a podcast about death and how we're like pursuing doing better deaths and you know what
2: i might i mean what should it be called um we
3: have Reapers. I like it.
2: We have grave issues.
3: <laughs> we have very grave
2: issues. Rest in picues. <laughs> 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 so, so stay tuned for our podcast. Our death cast. A grim cast of Death Cause we're coming at ya. In fact, maybe we can also start a musical comic book. It sounds promising, actually. I hope they liked it. I don't know. I think it was enough for them
0: to leave us alone for a little bit. Um, But it's basically up to all of you now. Uh, We're going to post polls on Twitter and on Facebook. And we need you to vote, basically.
1: But more importantly... We need you to actually watch this episode, which I guess it's kind of stupid to say that in the episode. Because if you're yeah. hearing me say this, you're watching the episode. But I feel like you shouldn't be able to vote unless you watch the episode. And yeah,
0: that is, that is tricky. Yeah. That's a tricky one. But... So, you, so we need you all to go and go to facebook.com slash group slash we have issues podcast. And we're going to create a poll there. And we need you to vote for your favorite idea. And we will make that idea. Whatever it is, that's what we're going to work on next. Steve and I have both committed to this. We're going to work on whatever you guys vote for and both be happy about it, knowing that we have three other ideas to work on in the future. Yeah, that are, that and I pretty fun. much love all these ideas equally. They all have, like, fun
1: capabilities in them. Um, yeah, like, I, I think even, like, with the mask, like, art style that I've been kind of working on, I can utilize that for any of them now, you know? I might oh, switch yeah. it up to an ink style. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes regardless.
0: No, I I like that style a lot. Actually, it's it's mm-hmm. really cool. Um, Stephen, show me. I don't. know. Do you have anything we can post? Uh, I on? can. Uh, yeah, I can send that picture to you. That I yeah. Send me that mine. picture. So look at this. So Stephen made this. It's it was a character from The Masks. Or uh, what is it? A specific character from that? Is it Goro Thorko? Thorko? Or is no, it just, it's, it's actually just one of the Rathvill.
1: Like generic clan member. Generic okay. generic clan member. I mean, it could be one of the
0: main ones, but he doesn't have like the chieftain shoulder plate or anything like right, that. He's right. Got, so yeah, so steven has been working on this style. It's really cool, and I think I like. I'm glad because I I think that would also work for Deathless or mm-hmm. like Scavengers or anything else. Like it's a really fun style. Um, and if it works for you, then it's it's perfect. Especially if it's like if it, if you're speeding up your you know, um, what am, I, what am I trying to say? Like your process. If your process is speeding up and stuff using the pens or you know whatever it may be, mm-hmm. it's cool. It looks great. Coloring um, pens is just so much easier. You just
1: you just cell shade it, you know, and you're done. Yeah. You just. Throw flats on you. You do darks and that's it. You
0: know, that's you're done. <laughs> yeah, it'll be beautiful. I'm excited. Um, so you guys can vote on Facebook.com. We'll post a link below. Also, Twitter.com/slash We Have Issues Pod, and we're also going to post that link to, below. We're going to release polls on everywhere that we are on the internet and you go vote everywhere you can or anywhere you can and we will make the comic that you want to see that's what that's our plan so this will conclude our ghosts of comic past present future episodes um which was an interesting uh an interesting detour with our podcast what did you think of it i had fun with it it was really nice to
1: revisit where we've been where we are and where we're going it's a good way to kind of just set the stage so people know us a little better because uh, something i've always liked when it comes to content creators and just people in general that i like i really like to hear the inner workings of their mind basically like i am like obsessed with like casey interviews when it comes to the deer hunter or like claudio interviews like i just want to hear what they're thinking what ideas they have because man they're just big nerds too like yep. I, you like watch his claudio's interviews he's just so he's so excited for the things that he has going on in his head you know oh, yeah. and like I love that type of stuff, so I'm I'm just trying to like let you guys in on what I what, you know what we've worked on and what we want to work on and who we are basically as people because if you like listening to us, I'm sure you're interested to some extent of who we are and where we came from. So
0: it's it's just a group of crickets going nah nah,
2: nah.
1: especially not Stevie Stevie Wildcard. It's really all about the Anton LaFoussi.
2: You no, know,
0: leading That's this. not how
1: you say his name, by the way. It's not. No one will although. Mysterious. Although, how is there a Dr. Fauci spelled the same way, but you're LaFuse? Okay, it's got to be LaFauci. It has
0: to be. I'll tell you. I'll tell you how this happens, okay? Uh, like, I mean, imagine if you were, like, if you were a Bostonian and you were just, like, my last name is Carr. It would be Ka, right? Oh, like, okay, that's what you okay. would say. So, like, what I'm, what I'm thinking is that, like, my family lived in different various <laughs> places, and instead of holding to a traditional... You know, pronunciation of a word changed with their, you know, wherever their location was, or whatever you know, dialect they would. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Um, because I'm sure that there are people I'm probably related to people who say Fauci or Fauci, or you know, different, you know, they're Fucci, you know, and so I, I honestly don't care i don't care i'm not like i've when i was a young young youngin like young little like antoine star puncher i would like i'd get mad when people would call me different you know things but i'm i don't care at all even a little bit you know like i if however you want to say my last name enjoy you know like good let's do this yeah. My last name, my
1: last name is Todd, just like the first name Todd.
0: Yeah, but it's spelled T-O-D-D.
1: T-O-D-D-D D D D D.
0: Um <laughs> no, but dude, like but, but having it's spelled a- W-I-L-D-C-A-R-D. So
1: <laughs> but like having the last ooh, having the last name Todd was kind of crappy too. First of all, People are so uncreative. They used to call me Steven Toad, which I don't even look like a toad. It kind of hurts my feelings. Well,
0: that's the whole point. Steven just hurt those feelings. It doesn't even matter. Just
1: hurt them. But it's not even creative. You just, all you did was change one of the D's to an A. It doesn't even make any sense. But then teachers would always call me Todd. They thought thought I was Todd Stevens. Uh. They... I would be called Stefan because my name is spelled with a ph, which is the proper way to spell Stephen. You V's out there can just go kick rocks. <laughs> but uh me kick rocks. It's going to happen. But so I kind of talked about this with Anthony beforehand earlier when we were filming, but I don't know if that's going to make the cut. But my wife and I celebrated our four-year wedding anniversary. We've been together since 07, but I was a piece of crap and we didn't get married until much, much later. But um, she got me this awesome sign to hang up in the stevie wild Cave. oh it's amazing. so good
0: steven it's so it's cool so, it's so cool it's so real it's so cool so yeah she's awesome amazing that was that's such a good gift oh my god
1: one just- of these days we need to have tina on the podcast she says she likes to be the mystery person but i mean people have seen her i mean i have pictures of her but um yeah. we can probably host her one time
0: this is what she looks like without shoes on okay. <laughs> for all you foot fetish guys out <laughs> yeah, there there you go Ooh.
1: It's,
0: it's gonna te- be my foot just so you know so don't get too so how's your week been
1: Stephen? it's been good it's yeah. been a good week aside um, from that scare.
0: but you learned ex- that was good news so
1: yeah that's good news i i really do think that tina really did have it like you know they said it didn't make it i mean not we don't really like to talk about this stuff but they say it didn't make it to florida to like march but tina was sick last january and february um yeah like three weeks there's no way she i've never seen tina that's she was so sick that like because we never really go to the doctor she went to a walk-in clinic twice
0: wow yeah
1: yeah and she had a 104 degree fever for like two or three weeks straight couldn't breathe i mean it Mm -hmm. definitely was what she had but yeah hopefully 2021 puts it all behind us i hope
0: Yeah, dude. Um, I've been having a really good year, actually, dude. Um, 2020 was a good year for Tina and I, too. I mean, we... No, but so far, this... Like, 2021 so far has been phenomenal for me. Like, I can't even explain... You know what? Okay, I'll tell you a true story, Steven. This is... This is... This is stupid. This doesn't mean anything. I'm going to leave it in the podcast because, like, it's just something that's been going through my brain lately. Um, I had a very, 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 very close call in the car recently. Um, I was... I got in the car I was driving to go pick up Atlas and I was, it was just like, there were, it was a really bad traffic. It was crazy. I pulled up to, to, to light and I'm waiting and I see it. I see my, my, my time. I'm like, I can go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. And as I go, a car turns into the lane. So a car coming through the intersection in the intersection changes lanes into my lane as I'm coming out. It was, such a close call that i pulled completely off and went up on the sidewalk basically and just like Dang. like i i escaped but it was such a close call that i waited there for other cars to go by and then finally went through for the rest of the drive all i could think about was i think i just died <laughs> like and this is the life now yeah i was like i think i just died and i just jumped and i don't know what that means i don't i don't believe that but that's what was going through my mind constantly. I was just like, "I think I died, something happened. I hope I'm in a better place. I don't know what the you know like this is weird it, like i not that this is something that I just hold it true as a belief that I have as a-, in a as a person, but it's something that I was thinking about as I was driving because I was like it was the, that's one of the closest I've ever come to feeling like I could have died right there like that was I've had other really close calls um with like choking and stuff, but that was that was was very scary. It was very scary. And the car was flying and I didn't, they just came right into my lane, scared the the heck out of me. Yeah. So, and I pulled off, I got really scared. So the, you know, and you know that, that fear when you don't even want to listen to music, you know, you know what I mean? Like you, I can't even put music on. I can't listen to talk radio, nothing. Like I have to just sit there in silence and just make sure I'm focusing on the road and I'm just like shaking. I'm just I need to recalibrate. I need to recalibrate. Like I literally, I am in a new place. I'm shaking and recalibrating. Like no matter what happens, this is a new life for me because I feel like I have a new lease on life here because, <laughs> like, that was bad. That was scary. That could have been it. Um, dude, okay, so then, like, right after that, um, we do the GoFundMe, and it gets funded. So I, 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 we put out a GoFundMe in order to get a new computer so we can edit this podcast and actually keep this going. Uh, and it was thankfully funded by these amazing listeners, which just felt like incredible. The majority of it was listeners, and it's incredible. Yeah. Um. So then it was like, that happened. And then like uh, for my, my birthday, uh, I got these scratch-off tickets. and I won like $40 out of nowhere. That's awesome. and I was Just like, this is really cool. And it was just like all these little things were adding. Oh, and then I had like, I, I was having like, oh, I had the Eureka moment about the story, about a Deathless, where I was just like, oh my gosh, I know what to do with the story. Like it's clicking into place. I'm, I'm so happy about this. Everything's working out. So I was at work, right? And I'm, I'm like, I'm just having this day. I'm having a day where I'm like, man, everything's clicking into place. I must be in like this new world. I don't know what happened, but everything is better for me. Everything is coming up Millhouse. <laughs> I'm in a good place right now, you know? Um, and I'm like swiping on dating apps, right? And I match with this, this, this woman. I match with... Okay, look, I, I, we all have attraction to people, right? Like, I mean, for the most part, if you have attraction, you understand what I mean. Um, when you are attracted to people... It's like, you know, you recognize when you're attracted or like the whole spectrum of like sexual or physical attraction or whatever, right? And you're just like, there's some people that you're like, yeah, I'm into you. And then there's some people where it's like, wow, you're probably the most attractive person I've ever seen in my life, you know, on a scale of one to the most attractive person you've ever seen in your life. Um, so I matched with someone and I was like, wow, you are 100% uh, the, most, like, one the, the most attractive person I've ever seen. Like there's no chance I would have thought you were a real person. This is crazy that we matched together, you know? Not only is she a real person, but she immediately messages me, and she says, yeah, okay, well, first of all, it was on Bumble, where the girl has to message first. Okay. Here's the thing, Steven. Oh, look, not 100%. I'm going to say a strong 90% of my matches on Bumble, historically, have s- simply started, like they have begun with, hey, hello, how are you doing? How's your night? Something like that. That's it. Like, which, fine. I don't need you to write me a book or, like, say anything really clever. I'm not looking for pickup lines. Let's just start a conversation. I get it. However, this time, Steven, I matched with this incredibly beautiful woman. Like, like, I can't, obviously I can't show you a picture, but, like,
3: uh,
0: wow. Like, insane. Like, it was insane, Steven. I matched with this person, and she immediately writes, like, you seem cool AF, um, and you're all, you're handsome. And I was like, whoa! this is the best day I've ever had in my life. She like, likes her personality and my face. Yes. I was like, this is, I'm in heaven. Something happened. What is this? Maybe I definitely died, but it was a good thing. Sorry about your luck. past Anthony. I'm moving forward. You know? So, dude. So she's like, she says all that. And then she's like, how's your day going? And I was like, well, freaking phenomenal. You know, I was like, I can't even. So, so this is what I say to her. So, so I I, can't, I write back and I'm like, honestly, I feel like I slipped into a parallel universe because my day is going so well. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> so I made some kind of like, so I made a joke where I was like, I slipped. I feel like I slipped into a parallel universe because my day is going so well. Um, do you have good movies here? Does it rain frogs? What's the catch? Like I made like that joke of like I'm in a parallel universe, um, which is a good test to see if you're the type of person that like should be talking to me in general because that's the kind of nonsense mm. that I say just you know all the time. Um, and you better love it. Right. But she didn't, Steven. She didn't love it. She was like, that's weird. And I was like, oh, too weird. And she's like, like she, she was just like, oh, uh, well anyway, like, you know, I was like just completely dismissive. But then, so she dismissed the joke and I was like, oh man, probably not the girl for me. You're very pretty. Oh man. You know, like a little disappointed. And then she wrote, Something along the lines of, like, what you're here for or something. Like, just, like, awful, like, the worst possible grammar situation where it was just, like, the sentence almost didn't make sense. I knew what she was trying to say, but it was one of those, it was so discouraging that I just unmatched with her. I was just, like, I can't, I can't sully this heaven that I'm living in (laughs) by, by failing the test of this superficiality, right? Yeah, nope. (laughs) You know? <laughs> I, well, but it, but steven i learned a lot about myself because i got the butterwick one yeah. of the prettiest people i've ever seen in my entire life steven i was like you didn't like the joke the the the, the you don't like the things that i do i can tell not the girl for me right like that, yeah. I think, and I, it's
1: okay we
3: can i think i did the different. right
0: thing i think i did the right thing and like i've had all the regrets about it, because she was so pretty. Um, no, I'm kidding. I've no, I, like, I've, I have no regrets about it, which is really cool. Like It made me feel, I was like, I learned a lot about myself that I was willing to just be like, no, it's okay. We're clearly not compatible, and I can tell that right away. I'm not in a place where I'm going to be dismissing obvious red flags anymore. I'm done yeah. with that. Like, mm-hmm. I have other ways I can tell stories and like live an interesting life. I don't need to like throw myself into like every, every abyss that comes my way, you know? Mm-hmm. And that wasn't a euphemism. <laughs> Sounded like a euphemism, but it wasn't. It, it was not. I meant it a totally. Um <laughs> All right. Well, thank you all for listening to this episode of We Have Issues. Um, please remember to vote if, if you liked any of the ideas at all. Or if, you, you know, if you're having trouble you know, picking an idea, just toss a coin. I know there are four ideas. Toss two coins. I don't know how that works. You figure out the math. Um, Figure out which one you like the best and what you would like to see because we are excited to hear your opinions. Um, so visit facebook.com slash group slash we have issues podcast or twitter.com slash we have issues pod. The links are all down below. Click on those answer the polls and you get to contribute to the podcast and you know, figure out what we're doing in the future. So thank you all for listening to this. Um, thank you for following through our ghost of Christmas, past, present, and future. Next week's episode is just going to be back to our normal shenanigans, probably talking about dating and such. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, ostriches, you know, oh,
0: so what do you plan on doing next week before we close?
1: Um, I would like to finish penciling another page. Like my, my whole plan now is to keep two and two. So, since I have four blues, I want to get, you know, two full pencils done and then two more blues, two pencils done. I just want to keep up like a, like a, a nice pipeline.
0: Yeah. I like that makes sense. Um, this is my week where Atlas goes with his mom. I plan on finishing the book. I'm going to do it this week. I'm going to make myself, you got this, you got, got this, brother. I'm going to finish it this week. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to dedicate my time. I'm going to prove that I can do it and I'm going to finish the book and then I'm going to be excited to. I don't, how long do you think we should keep the poll up? Should we keep it up for like a few days? Should we keep it up for, I think we get to choose if it's a few days or, you know, 24 I think hours.
1: Probably maybe till like a week. I think we should do it till all the right, next podcast.
0: I'll do I'll try to do it a full week. I'll see if we can. I think that's an option. So we'll do our best. So I hope yeah. to hear from all of you. I can't <laughs> wait to get your votes. Uh, thank you all for listening. You can find us on Instagram at instagram.com we have issues podcast and all the other places that we listed today. We really appreciate you so much. Um, thank you so much for listening to We Have Issues. I'm Anthony. I'm Stevie Wildcard.
3: I get out of the bathroom and scared my children. because That's about. what just
0: happened to me too. I put the costume on and I
1: intentionally started turning lights off as I creeped out and like Casey noticed and they, Casey was terrified, right? So they're terrified. I'm not going yeah. to hear you as I tell this story because I'm going to take the headphones off, but so Chasey's freaking out. Cammy's like freaking out. I take the mask off. I'm like, hold on, Chase, hold on. And I take it off and I invert it like so.
3: Which, in my opinion, looks it's, even
0: scarier. That is scarier. That is scarier. She
3: starts laughing. And I'm like, this is like horrifying. It's like this soulless.
0: That looks like uh, Frank Langella's, uh you can't hear me. That looks, like, that, that looks like that. Uh, looks like Frank Langella in uh, Masters of the Universe. Uh, the, um, the what do you call it? Skeletor. 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 That. Dude, I can't even. I don't even know if I can get this thing off. I like glued it, part of it to my face, and i just, it's. Oh.
1: Whew. Ghost. You look like the singer from Ghost. I, I haven't Papa, heard
0: them. Are they good?
1: Pope, Pop. Uh, they're ra- They're radio like. Something. They're be- They're good for radio rock. When I was a young boy, a young girl, <laughs> dude, there was just memes what like that I was like that I read one time where someone typed in when I was like, he was just telling a story about his dad. Yeah, and he was like, when I was a young boy, like my dad used to have this thing called the bean jar, and he would blah blah blah. blah. And then the comment below was like, I just read that as my little romance. When I was a young boy, my father had this thing he called the oh, bean, bean jar. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. It was like so like.
0: Uh, oh, that's amazing. Pickled me. Oh, yeah, dude. Um, I don't know what effect this stuff's going to have on my skin. It's probably not going to be good. It'll be interesting, and I'll talk what about it that? on the podcast. I'm sure. <laughs> so, oh, well. But, ooh. Sexy death one.
2: Yep. Yep.
0: So, so this is episode one of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is our death cast. Their death cast. Um, we're just hanging out, basically. Um, so, Stephen, uh, on this podcast, we just hang out and we talk about all of the people who are going to die, which, you know, is everyone. So, it's going to be a long podcast. It's the thing. Uh, we have Infinite, a lot of- actually. Infinite. It's going to go on forever. That's the thing is, like, this podcast has legs, Stephen. We can talk about yes. literally anyone at any time throughout history, and people are here for it because they have no choice. <laughs> the viewers of this podcast are actually
3: people in hell who hated podcasts and have to watch a bad podcast for all eternity.
2: Oh, you didn't you you didn't like WTF? Huh? You don't like Mark Marin? <laughs> Joe Rogan doesn't tickle your fancy? <laughs> I mean, seriously, though. In town, Doug Loves Movies, there are so many good ones! There's a podcast about everything, and we're going to cover all of them in this death cast. So, on eternity. This is, this, this podcast is about how podcasts die <laughs> we come at the end of every podcast because this is probably gonna kill our podcast <laughs> this is pretty much this is putting that we are jumping the shock of our podcast
1: we're not even i mean like we kind of did it with the ghost of christmas past but like for all we know people are just not on board with this and we're just gonna be like yep they, they dress up in costumes it's
0: <laughs> amazing though and i think it's really funny um <laughs>